At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, this is Brian Alvarez, and this is today's edition of the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8 Side Network. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on. How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Thursday here on this program, you know what that means. We've got a lot to talk about here today. AW Dynamite was last night, the return of John Moxley, the return of Cody, bunch of matches, and so much more. We could talk about the Dynamite show tonight if you guys... Want to talk about NXT 2.0? I mean, we didn't have a chance to talk about it yesterday because we were busy talking about the former Gunther Stark. The trademark has been abandoned. Yes, we'll talk about that on the show today. Also, Sami Zayn re-signed with WWE. We've got a lot of ratings notes. Ron Monday was expected to die, and it didn't. It actually did all right. And NXT on Wednesday, on the other hand, with Gunther Stark, tied its lowest audience since December 14th and tied its lowest demo in history. And by the way, the the lowest demo in history for NXT would also make it the lowest demo in the history of WWE on the USA Network dating back to 1993 when we were watching these early episodes of Raw. Which, if you watch them, you're like, more 18-49s were watching Giant Gonzalez than uh, NXT 2.0. Yes, in fact, that is what happened. We got updates on Ray Phoenix, Ray Mysterio, Jonathan Gresham and Bandito, and uh, plenty more as well. If you want to text us here today, we should have some time for some feedback. 425-780-7566 is the text message line. That is 425-780-7566. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com is the email address at Brian Alvarez on Twitter. And Mike Sempervivi joins us after the break as well. So stick around, everybody. Back in a moment. Wrestling Observer Live. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sabravivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Want to start out wishing the best to Conan, 
Mexican wrestling legend Conan is back home recovering from heart surgery, according to Dave Meltzer. Meltzer said that Conan was hospitalized last Thursday after suffering what was described as a lot of pain in his chest. He originally attributed the discomfort to fractured ribs. He suffered during an FTR attack last June on Dynamite. 58-year-old hospitalized for six days, had the surgery before returning home. Meltzer later confirmed a report about the need for surgery being related to a bout with COVID-19. However, it wasn't a new case of the virus, but after effects from when Conan had the virus February 2021. In the same time frame, he was hospitalized due to a serious kidney issue. He has not gone public on social media with the situation, but did respond to a fan on Twitter who asked if he was okay. I think he put a fist up. So that's the update. So best wishes to Conan. Glad that he's out there uh, at least responding to some people on Twitter. So hopefully he is on the mend. Well, yesterday the show opened with our discussion of Gunther Stark, the new Nazi name for the former Walter, whose real name, by the way, was a famous Nazi. But that's at least his real name. This was a name that they came up with for entertainment purposes for this character. Well, it turns out today WWE has abandoned their trademark filing for the controversial name Gunther Stark. PW Insider first reported the news Thursday, saying they abandoned their registration on Wednesday. Ah, what do you want me to say about it? I mean... I actually had someone in WWE asking me this morning if I was going to apologize for yesterday. What? No, I'm not going to apologize. For what? I'm supposed to apologize now that they decided to pull the trademark? Bro, they got all the way they got all the way to filing for the trademark for this name. But yesterday, I mean, can you imagine? It wasn't obviously just this show, but there was like articles everywhere about this including in germany the most amazing part of this story to me honestly is the fact that they thought oh no one's gonna notice because clearly they thought that there's no way you get all the way to filing the trademarks you know stage without knowing what's going on here they thought that they could pull this off and then when it turned out they couldn't oh well we'll abandon the trademark then everyone will apologize to us. No, that's ridiculous. That's preposterous. <laughs> I got emails yesterday from Germany. Should I read some of these? Yeah. These are from German wrestling fans in Germany regarding this, uh, this Gunther deal. Kevin here writes, I was eagerly looking forward to how you would talk about the Gunther Stark thing that WWE is pulling. The discussion you and Mike had was really good. But I just wanted to chime in and give a German perspective on it. For years now, WWE wants to implement a freaking Nazi gimmick. Remember Axel Tischer, a.k.a. Alexander Wolf? I know from a viable source that WWE was originally looking for a type like Axel because of him having blonde hair and blue eyes. The perfect Aryan Hitler's ideal, uh, idealization of a true German. Axel then must have told them no, but the general intent was made clear. Now with Imperium, they want to do it again. Marcel Bartel tweeted a few weeks ago, quote, Imperium over everything, which is a hint to the forbidden first verse of the uh, German anthem Deutschland, Deutschland über alles, which was used by the Nazis, translated to Germany, Germany over everything, everything on the whole world is a rough translation. This tweet was later removed. 
Walter then tweeted a picture of Imperium with the word Einmarch, which means invasion, on a broader military level often used by the Nazis. You know, I am sick and tired of having WWE using German stereotypes from a bygone time that we should never forget, but put behind us someday. WWE makes it hard to understand the sick obsession with having a Nazi stereotype, and this is also important in the effect this has on the German fan base. Now NXT 2.0 is only able to be watched on the WWE Network here, but I don't know that this would fly if they would uh, be on the main roster in free TV over here. The thing is that Vince and his cronies have no sensitivity at all, let alone the fact that Walter was a made man. Why do they always have to go into some sick Nazi fantasy as if they want the roster to beat the Nazis or what? The current product shoved me away a long time ago. I was looking forward to having Walter being there as a beacon of hope, but this is BS. I would love to discuss this further on Observer Live if possible, but for now I wanted to check in via mail, give you a German perspective on the matter. So there you go. I don't know why I can't just have an Austrian. That's what he what is. What are they going to do? Invade Fabian Eichner? I mean, I just, I don't know. This doesn't make any sense to me anyway. This whole thing makes it even worse for those people, in my opinion. See, I didn't realize all that stuff about, you know, what was being tweeted out and what they were hinting at there. Doesn't make you feel good that, well, Walter came up with this and they had no idea about this. And they're just so surprised about all of this. When you start tying those things together, I don't think you're putting together something too radical to say that they may have had an idea on what they were doing then. No, now didn't they? So You know the thing? Let's forget all about uh, uh, Gunther Stark here for a moment. Let's just talk about a, a corporate entity that runs a worldwide wrestling or sports entertainment promotion and wants to make inroads into various countries all over the world so that you can sell your television there, you can sell merch there, you can tour there. Uh, Americans with that heritage can then watch it and, you know, say, oh, hey, there's so-and-so or whatever. How come all of these international characters, like, are always heels? Am I the only one? No. Like, they've been wanting a Rey Mysterio forever, but it's like, you know, Alberto was a heel forever. They eventually tried to turn him babyface. And you've got Legato del Fantasma. They're all heels. Uh, Great Kali was a heel. Uh, who else can I can I rattle off right here? It feels like every time they've got an international character, Boa's a heel. Uh, who else do they have? Well, Muhammad Hassan was a fake, Muhammad- but he was, they were placed in, in the position of being heels as an outsider. Ludwig Borgo was a, a heel. Because Andrade, this person Andrade, says. Andrade, anybody that ever was Sammy, from Quebec. Rusev. Yeah. Kozlov. And part of this is because they can't create baby faces. The other part is they are so rooted, Ali. In, the stereo- so rooted in these stereotypes that they just can't help themselves. I mean, dude, like Ali wants out. I don't know what Vince's idea was for Ali, but Ali is small enough that he was in their cruiserweight division. A handsome, good-looking guy. He's... I mean, wants to to change the way that that you know, uh, just how former is this guy not officers, a baby? A former police officer, a Muslim. Yeah, I mean, how is these... this guy not a baby face? Oh, we've got to make this guy a heel. Got to be a heel. 
Got to be a radical, you know. He Gotta... posts pictures on his his Instagram or whatever. His new family, his new baby, his pride and his heritage. This guy's got to be a heel. And you can only imagine. Like I still don't know, but Vince came up with an idea where this guy decided, "I'm out of here." Think about think about how they have used Ali for the past two years. He never wanted out then. Then Vince comes up with an idea. And whatever this idea is, now he really... So you can imagine what this idea must have been. I don't get it. I don't get it. I do. I do. They have no idea who their fan base is. They see dollars. They see people to market to, but they don't know how to reach and touch those people. And even if they did, they don't have the care to go all the way through and to do what they need to do. They don't. They see what they see in a star. And there's specific people that they choose, and they're the ones that they touch, and that's it. Period, point blank, that's it, and that's all. And they'll prop up The Rock, and they'll prop up Roman Reigns, and they'll point to those guys and go, see, we are diverse. No, you're not, and it's all BS, and you know it is, and it's all a smokescreen. Well, they, they all, are, all, they are all diverse. People, Brian, years and years and years, their fan base, they abuse them, they give them Saba Simba, and those fans come back. And they give them the Mexicals, and those fans come back. And they give them crime time, but those fans come back. One day, those fans aren't going to come back. Back in a moment, Observer Live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainer, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Again, the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. This person here says, WWE is not letting Mustafa Ali leave the company. Color me shocked. <laughs> Apparently that is from Fightful. But yes... Because there are certain people that they know are like super talented and they might do something elsewhere, but we're not going to do anything with them here. They got rid of a bunch of those people anyway. Why not Ali? <laughs> you know, what would be the reason to? Spite? You're not doing anything. Well, because with another him. company would make him into you. a big superstar for the market, and they don't want that. It won't matter. You're just delaying the inevitable. You think feelings are going to change on his end? You think feelings are going to change on the fans' end at this point? Especially fans of you know uh, Mustafa Ali. Come on, I, you know at this point with what they've done with him, with what a joke retribution was, with how how many missteps they've had. I mean, how can if you're him, how can you have any faith that they're all of a sudden magically going to be able to snap their fingers and utilize you in an intelligent way that benefits not only you but your people in wrestling? It's not going to happen. It's just not. So 
Unfortunately for him, he's going to be stuck there for the duration of his contract, and I hope he's able to shake it quick. Alrighty. NXT did a poor number. We got ratings for WWE and uh, Ron NXT. The Raw show actually did well. 1.61 million viewers, 0.43 in 18 and 49. It's possible they will be beaten by Dynamite on Wednesday, uh, but we shall see. Uh, the show ended up doing, uh, what do we have here? 1.73 million first hour, 1.65 million second hour, and 1.46 million third hour. A lot of people thought that the number was up because the big game Monday was a blowout. But if that were the case, the uh, hours would have been the other way. It would have been low early, and then once the blowout occurred, the numbers would have gone up. That didn't happen. It opened strong. And then uh, fell, fell, and then had a huge plunge from uh, basically 1.7 million viewers to 1.46 million in the third hour. So, I mean, the only thing I could figure is that there were so many 18-34s that had the TV on for the game that uh, maybe someone just someone just decided we're going to watch Raw. I don't know why you would turn on the TV for one thing and watch another, but no good explanation for it, but it did well, so... Uh, all things considered, nowhere near the uh, lowest number of all time. NXT, however, uh, 587,000 viewers, down 10.9%. And 18-49, to 0.11, which ties the lowest rating that any WWE show has ever done on the USA Network. And Raw's been airing on the USA Network since 1993. So that show where I watched uh, Giant Gonzalez in the bodysuit with uh, uh, shag carpet pasted to his body and Rob Bartlett pretending to be Vince McMahon and, you know, Tugboat having a horrible match. I mean, that did better than this NXT 2.0 show. Uh, with Gunther maneuver. Stark in the main event. How would Rob Bartlett, as Vince McMahon, say the name Gunther Stark? Well, he would have done what he did on the show, which is go... Not even say any words. Yeah. Begging for Rob Bartlett to return at this point. Got to somehow turn all this around. It's amazing you're saying that. Dude, Rob Bartlett on the first episode of Raw was horrible. I mean, horrible, horrible, horrible. But he's he's... He's tolerable now, and sometimes he's even good and funny. He's got some some decent lines. He and was granted, a legitimate comic and stand-up. Yeah, and we're comparing this to, well, I mean, listen, we talked about this with Norm. I mean, I wasn't in Norm's movies at all, but stand-up, he was awesome. So, you know, Rob Bartlett, he may have been a great stand-up comic. That doesn't mean he needs to be doing wrestling commentary, but he had some funny lines here and there, and he was a good Vince. Sami Zayn will remain in WWE. He has re-signed a multi-year deal with the company. Reportedly up at the end of 2021, he has decided to re-sign. I'm sure he probably got a lot of money. And uh, now he's feuding with that guy from Jackass. Maybe he'll throw him out of the Rumble because they're paying him so much money now. Wait, who, Johnny Knoxville throwing Sammy out? or vice No, the other way around. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. Who I look, if you're going to, I know for non-wrestlers, I guess it wouldn't matter if they have no idea of their situation, but if somebody is going to pick you up and throw you out of the Rumble, 
you know, I would rather it be Sami Zayn as opposed to, I don't know, Omos or, you know, one of the Creed brothers. You know, let me say something about Sammy. Because somebody here says, Sammy got paid to geek. I once went to uh, BOLA, PWG BOLA, Battle of Los Angeles. And this was like in uh, 2006. You guys know today, you know the year it is now? It's 2022. Let's do some math. Damn. 2022 minus six. (laughs) Half of this year's BOLA competitors weren't born yet. 21, 20, 19, 18, 17, 16 years ago. Damn. Okay. So Sami Zayn, I'm pretty sure it was 2006. It was right around that time. might have been 2007. But we're talking 15, 16 years ago, okay? So I was with the guy that was going to pick up the wrestlers. And uh, we went to pick up El Generico, the former Sami Zayn. Uh, which, by the way, is the first time I ever saw uh, Sami Zayn with a El Generico without a mask on. So anyway, this dude was like, I couldn't even believe he was going to work that weekend. He was so banged up, and he was hobbling, and he could barely get in and out of the car. And granted, like, you know, you get injuries, and you feel like that sometimes, and you heal up and everything like that. But that was 16 years ago, all right? So anybody who's, like, down on Sami Zayn, you should have left and gone to AEW to have all these great matches and everything like that. Bro, I have no idea what this guy, this guy's body feels like. I mean, he may have a deal now where he's going to have nine matches in a year and make seven figures and set himself up for the rest of his life. If that's the case, bro, more power to this guy. More power to this guy. I'm sure that he weighed his options. And I'm sure he thought about doing different things, and this was what he chose. This And Sami Zayn's not a dumb guy. This was the decision that he made for his future. So I would not begrudge Sami Zayn for making the decision that he made. I know nothing about what he's feeling like inside. You know, he's, he's 37, 38 years old. I mean, you can't do this forever, especially when you're in WWE. So, you know, whatever he's making now, yeah, you know what? They could fire him in a year. So make your money now for the next year. Make your huge money. Put it in the bank. Save your money. Because this ain't forever. You've given that advice uh, many times in the locker room, I would hope. In the locker room. Somebody had, somebody, yeah, somebody I sat down all those your... folks at ICW and I said, you know, some of you are making big money on this show. $50. What you need to do is you need to sock it away for the future. Because you never know when this could end. Exactly. Get a mutual fund. It depends on your age, but I'd, I'd prefer medium risk. Maybe even bordering on low risk. Make your 8% a year. Reinvest the dividends. And someday you too could have hundreds of dollars in the bank for, for down the road. <laughs> exactly. It's not about what you make. It's about what you save. And I went through this with Shinsuke Nakamura. I think we did it on the air here uh, with Samoa Joe when he went back the second time. It was picked up by Triple H. I know we did it with Kevin Owens. Not everything is for everybody, but in the position that some of those guys were in, Kevin Owens being one of them, Sami Zayn even as another one. Nobody is ever going to use, WWE's not going to use Sami Zayn the way that people that saw him in Ring of Honor and in, uh, PWG and in Dragon Gate and in these other places, 
they're not going to use him like that. But you know what? He also can't go like that anymore. And I'm not trying to insult him. You know, it's it's amazing still with guys like he and Rey Mysterio and so many others are able to do after all these years. But like Brian mentioned, they're going to pay you a lot of money at this point in your life, at this point in your career, make that money. Because I know what he's going to do with a lot of that money is turn around and probably spread that money out, continue to build hospitals, continue to bank money for his family and continue to do good things for that. So, yeah, they could absolutely get rid of him. Would I like to see him liberated? Maybe in other places doing things that are artistically uh, more exciting for me to view? Absolutely. But he's just one of those cases that his friend is staying, Kevin Owens. It's probably a good deal for him to stay and uh, continue to ride that out together and good on him. You know, another guy, people have been uh, talking about Rey Mysterio for a long time you know, this guy's legend. They do nothing with him. These Mysterios act like heels half the time, even though they're baby faces, et cetera, et cetera. Rey Mysterio has been selected as the cover star for WWE 2K22, which will be released worldwide on March 11th. Buy that island now, Ray. That bro's going to be making some money. Yeah, he's going to be doing some jobs. Yeah, they're going to, uh, you know... Beat him right and left and upside down, but he's hey, been used to he's that another for twenty guy. years. Forty six years old, and when you're Rey Mysterio, you can't be Rey Mysterio forever. Although he's say, been Rey Mysterio for a lot longer than anyone expected. Say that again. How old? Forty six years old. Forty six years old. Some people are just hobbling around. They can barely even do podcasts or radio shows if they're so old at forty six. But Rey Mysterio still out there, and you know what? As you've always mentioned about these luchadors, if he keeps the mask on, he continues to stay in good shape. Unfortunately, Ray uh, is so reliant on his dives and 619s and things like that, but he's still Ray Mysterio. And as long as he's in good enough shape, he can keep that mask on and be a star forever. Back in a moment with the Dynamite Report, Observer Live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Well, we had the return of John Moxley last night. The beginning of AW. What a return. My God, this guy looks so awesome. Looked 10 years younger. Some fan said something and he... Dropped an F-bomb on television, but because I watch it on the West Coast, they'd already edited it off. But uh, it was like, to be fair, 
one idiot in a sea of not idiots because everybody else, as soon as he started talking, I mean, they went deathly silent, hanging on this guy's every word. He has vowed to return and drink blood. And he wrestles on Rampage on Friday night. Oh, my God. I can only imagine. I love it. His first victim, poor Ethan Page. I don't think it's going long. No. Be my guess. I don't think what's going to happen on Sunday is going to go long either, but it's, I'm, I'm fired up to see a clear-headed and a extra-fired-up Moxley inside Hammerstein against Homicide. I'm sure one of his, I don't know if it would be one of his idols, but certainly somebody whose path on the indies he certainly walked. So an exciting, I mean, it was great to see him back. Like you said, 10 years younger, looked fantastic. Sounded fantastic, same old Moxley, and went out there and just completely ripped it. So awesome. And, yeah, Ethan Page, this great run he's been on. Technically, when it comes to his record, that'll be uh, taking some damage for sure. We had an MGF and Wardlow segment. Wardlow's fixing to turn right here. He was plugging the uh, – MGF is plugging the match with Sean Spears and Punk tonight. Didn't go long. There were like four squash matches on one show. We had Adam Cole and Britt Baker beating Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander. At the end of the match, Orange accidentally knocks Britt off the apron through a table. Adam Cole is outraged that this man has, has put his girlfriend through a table, so he low blows him, hits him with the boom, pins him, and then challenges him next week to a lights-out match. This feud is going to end. We had Jericho Santana and Ortiz doing a promo. And Santana and Ortiz are upset that Jericho is, doesn't care about Eddie Kingston because they care about him. And so dissension in the ranks of the inner circle. They walk out on Jericho saying in their six-man next week, they're going to focus on themselves and not him. We had CM Punk beating Sean Spears instantly. Just grabbed him, GTS'd him, pinned him. They did a, a quicker fluffle, as I like to call it, with MJF and Punk. MGF uh, bailed, Punk stole his scarf, and they looked at each other. Still zero announcement as to when this match is going to be. But let's get this match going here. Hey, wait a second. What match do you really want to get going and see The here? match I want to see is MGF and Wardlow. There it is. So we either need to get that thing, like whatever's going on there, and then get back on track with CM Punk. Or get the CM Punk match going and then focus on this MGF Wardlow thing. Right now, it's, you know, I need a direction, a stronger direction. That's what I think. We had Billy Gunn and Christian Cage. Gun Club beat up Christian. So it looks like the Gun Club and the Jurassic Express coming up next. Then we had this Cody promo. Cody comes out and he is booed like crazy. But you know what Cody is really good at? is just rolling these fans up into a frenzy. And he does this promo like they hate him. And they start talking about CM Punk and how Punk did this revolutionary promo, but then he quit for eight years. And the actual revolutionary that nobody talks about was Cody, who left WWE and he went out there and he worked all of these Ring of Honors and Independence and et cetera, and he built up his name and he was the real he was the real first outlaw, the first man to kick open that forbidden door. And he's frothing in the mouth and all of a sudden everyone's going, Yeah, Cody, man, damn right you were. 
Well, wait a second. Maybe it wasn't all like that. He was getting some booze for that, too. And those people, when he talked about, basically led people on that with punk and then pulls it and says that, you know, I was the one doing this. I was the, the outlaw. I was the one. He said everything but make his little list and latch on to the young bucks. That's the only thing he didn't say there. But, yeah, I mean, look, the people are going to hate Cody are going to hate Cody. The people are going to love him are going to love him. The fact of the matter is he gets a reaction, and he is saying things certainly targeted at getting, eliciting the maximum of both of those responses. So I had I a question so. for you and everybody else, because Dave that, said last night, I, I could have misheard this. Yeah, I thought the fans were chanting, shut the F up. But other people have said they were chanting Royal Rumble. So which was it? I did you hear Royal Rumble? I didn't hear Royal Rumble. I kind of heard more of your version of that. Maybe look, I'm sure I that mean, there could have been many chance. Maybe there was yeah. There, maybe there were a, a couple of people where it got picked up where they were chanting Royal Rumble. I didn't hear that though. I thought it was the other, but God knows they were making noise, and that's at the end of the day, that's what matters. That's what a lot of people when they say. Screw Cody, he's terrible, he's this, he's that, he should be off TV, whatever. Look, you can debate whether he should be a babyface or a heel, and however it works in your world, that's what you're going to want him to be. But the fact of the matter is, this dude is getting reactions. So, All right, a lot of people here did not hear the Royal Rumble one, but they, but most people are saying it was both. So I'll yeah. go back and, and check it out. Apparently there was a faint Royal Rumble chant, but there was definitely a shut the F up chant. What do you think about that chant as far as it? Do you think it's somebody's actually believing that, well, they want him to go back to WWE or it's really just it really is an ultimate I, ball buster of a chant? No, I think, I think what left. part of it is, is there's a small group of fans that like part of the gimmick is we hate you, Cody. We don't want to see you. And so please go to WWE and get in the Royal Rumble and get out of this promotion. It wasn't a ton of fans, and I don't even know if those fans really believe that, but as far as like part of the deal of, you know, we hate Cody. But anyway, the point of this is... I just love WWE is, being used as the ultimate, like, burn it insult. It is! <laughs> they do it on TV all the time. That's the way love MJF it. gets heat, by saying, bro, I'd rather be in the other place. I'm going to have a bidding war and see how much they'll pay me to go there. That's his heat, Happy and it works. Birthday. Happy birthday, R-Truth. We have... Uh, so anyway, they're doing a ladder match, him and Sammy, next week to unify the titles. And hopefully the ladder is not the ladder they used here because this ladder was so tall. Like, you couldn't even see the top of it on the hard cam. The it's ladder like, was so tall, are they gonna was hang scared that, to climb up it. Hang those belts from the moon or something? Like, anyway, we had Malachi Black and Brody King killing the Varsity Blondes. Just a, uh, pretty much a squash. And Pillman Jr.'s gun shy about his move now that he fell down psychological mess i think he's gotta they gotta do something here i'm not sure what it's gonna be but you know this feels very wwe because it feels like they're breaking up the varsity blondes way too early but there are people that don't think the varsity blonde should be anyway and they should be concentrating on brian pillman more as a single so Listen, who knows here i'm not saying that you should break up the varsity blondes but there's a million teams in AEW. And if you rank, like, who should be getting championship feuds and everything like that, they're not near the top of the list. So I don't think it would be the end of the world if, you know, Brian Pillman Jr., either he turned heel or whatever, he could be the babyface in the deal. But, like, split them up, go their separate ways, try to do something with them, and then in two years, when they're both better, reunite them as the team again, and they, I have no problem with that. There's, like... 
in WWE, you know, there's like no teams. And so then you break up a team and it's like, we now have no, like the women. Remember when they had the, the women's tag team titles? Who are the women's tag team champions? Oh, it's Zelina and, and uh, Carmella. But anyway, there was a point where like th- in the draft, they either broke up or fired everybody involved. So there were like no zero women's teams. We do not have that problem in AEW. You want to break these guys up? Whatever. I mean, there's 10,000 teams and many more coming, I'm sure. Lance Archer beat Frankie Kazarian. I don't want to get into this one. I'll talk about it later. But uh, he took forever to beat Kazarian, and then uh, Paige ran in and sent him packing. So I realize everyone's arguing it's just a nothing happened in TV match, but I'm not into my champions just having nothing happen in TV matches. Like, if you're going to do the match, help me. Make me care a little bit about it. Why not have the pull apart there? If you, you know, to me, that, that'd be fine. That, yeah, I, I don't have Archer throw around see... a bunch of geeks and. Yeah, I mean, I, that's exactly why, too. So he doesn't have to throw around Paige because I don't necessarily want to see Paige laid out to set up, you know, your traditional thing to set up the match where at some point Archer is standing over him holding the belt or anything like that. I don't want that. I just want it to be basically like he's making a challenge and the champion who is a strong young champion who just beat Daniel Bryan, who only had his, hit his move once on Daniel Bryan with that buckshot, that he goes and actually, again, it's a lot more even going into this thing. So I don't know. Serena Deeb and Sky Blue. Serena Deeb just uh, destroyed her. I heard that uh, my analogy yesterday about, uh, you know, Sky Blue. Anyway. Chris Statlander and Red Velvet and Layla Hirsch had a segment. Layla Hirsch beat him up, so she is broken away from Statlander and Red Velvet. We got uh, Rampage Friday. I'm going to give you the spoilers, everybody. Show's live, so I can't give the spoilers. John Moxley versus Ethan Page. John Moxley will be winning that match, everybody. Likely. The Young Bucks and Rapongi Vice. I'm pretty sure the Young Bucks are winning that match, everybody. Rocky should have beat up Brandon. Hook versus Serpentico. Hook is winning that match, everybody. They're not even putting odds in Vegas on that one. And Jade Cargill and Anna Jay. Jade Cargill's not losing the TBS title. If any one of you gets mad at me, I'll punch you. Bro, don't let these women do promos, either one. I like Jade. I think she's a, look, she's a force. Anna Jay, she's still a baby in this thing. Got a long way to go. Mark is right there. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I don't know who the the actual spokesman should be. I don't know if Johnny Hungy is supposed to, you know, should be that guy. Maybe Colt can be out there with Anna. You know, I just don't let them come at us. You come at me. <laughs> Maximize them. And again, a little bit of time sometimes is too much. That felt so forced fake in WWE. It just, there was nothing, uh, to me, that promo, even at 10 seconds long or whatever it was, just let, you know, again, Colton and Smart Mark Sterling kind of carry the heavy weight that way. No, look at this. Look at this geek wants me to chop him. I remember when the chop and rolls were on our tour around the country. Fans would always ask me to chop him. I'd never do it, even with a waiver. Too dangerous. What about filthy? Too dangerous. (laughs) Andrade has now bought 51% of the Hardy family office, but uh, Matt Hardy... Uh, has voting uh, power because of how many? Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's weird. But Andrade his, still his wants that little boy Darby stock. to work for him. That he, wants, I, I think... he wants that little boy from Stink. <laughs> that's, 
I think that's been one of the most underrated things has been Andrade, whose promos have not been good. Wanting oh. to buy the little boy from Stink is, is hilarious. Uh, besides the Moxie return, <laughs> Andrade was the best thing on the show. Time's about 50. <laughs> and then the main event was Darby and Sting versus the Acclaimed. Listen, I don't care if Max Caster is like the worst wrestler in the history of the universe, which he's not, by the way. But I'd be okay with that as long as he raps before every match. I die every time. So they face Darby and Sting. And uh, this match is kind of weird because, like, I don't know if you guys are aware of this or not, but Sting's really old. And uh, they carted off Darby. They beat him up before the match. So Sting worked, like, ten minutes by himself against two guys. And he's tired. And finally, uh, Darby returned. And the babyfaces got the big victory. Sting looked like he needed a year off afterwards. I mean, it was fun and all, but... Yeah. Hold that thought. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. I'm Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Only for John Moxley does Turner Media not bleep the cuss words. He is the greatest of all time. Actually, they did. They, they, they may not have got it live, <laughs> but I watched it and I, I didn't see any of it. By the way, I think we ought to start calling audibles on that. John Moxley, I don't think they expected him to say, you know, five or six curse words or whatever it was in that time, but after that. Everybody else maybe sort of take, should take them out of the promo because once he does them, you know, one, you don't want there to be too many, and two, eh, you're just not going to be able to pull them off like he can. This person says the Cody segment on Dynamite was so annoying, hilarious, and astonishing all at the same time. This man's promo approach is officially just every John Cena promo from 2010 onward. He had the crowd in the palm of his hands, and I loved every second of it. I got to start watching this Homelander show that everybody says he's based on, and he's delirious and demented. Like this person says, I don't even know what to say about Cody. He's so full of crap, a total politician, a wannabe thespian, and this is all either delusional or a haphazard, clunky work. For all these reasons, I am extremely captivated by him. He's fascinating and kind of incredible. He's I am made absolutely in love with his character. He's made the workshopping a work. He may be shoot workshopping, but people have gotten on him so much, and I think he's leaning into it so much. I could be dead wrong about this, but he's he may be one of the great heels of this modern era who never actually turns and considers himself a heel. <laughs> well, everybody, that's it for today, but we shall be back tomorrow. And, hey, if you are upset, hey, Brian didn't talk about the Pac promo. Listen, if you want the whole AW review, that ain't free. It's tonight on the Brian and Vinny Show, AEW and NXT 2.0, 90 minutes talking about these two sh My God, if you want all the details, Vinny and I will run down everything, so check it out. WrestlingObserver.com for the audio, video.f4wonline.com for the video. Don't miss out, brother. 13,000 archived shows that you can't search yet, but they're there. What a plugged in the show. We'll talk to you next time, Wrestling Observer Live.
You have been listening to the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8Side Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.